Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. If you channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time you put new content on. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, but sometimes maybe you get two or three. Maybe I'm feeling generous. Maybe maybe we turn over Tottenham at the weekend. We might put a couple extra on. Um, so make sure you hit the bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. And um, today's guest is is very happy because he's his side won five nil away yesterday, and it was as he said before, it's probably the best result for 20 years in the club's history. Still wasn't happy. Still waited six or seven and eight, he told me. But uh, it's it's all the shot down manager and also former West Ham youth team coach as well. It's Danny Earl. Hi, Danny. How are you? Sorry, Danny Searle. Sorry, Danny. I was, I've had it in my head. Earl, Earl. It's Danny Searle. How are you? It's okay, mate. I'm used to it. Um, yeah, no, I'm very well, thanks, Russ. Um, yeah, just, just pleased to be on the show, mate. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, we had Anwar on a few couple of months ago now, and he's like, oh, "You'll get Danny on. Danny would love it. He'd love it." So uh, I'm glad we finally we finally managed to find the time because you're a busy man. You know everything that's going on at the moment. How is it all going on at, at Aldershot at the moment? Yeah, no, no, I think it's the same for a lot of clubs. I mean, the finances that um, that have been kind of determined by by the lockdown and the, the lack of fans has, has caused a lot of clubs a lot of problems and we're no different from that but um we're fortunate we've got a really good good backroom staff we've got a good board in place and the supporters have been fantastic and everyone's pitching in to try and make it as a smoother ride as it possibly can be but like any like everyone it's it's got its it's got its pitfalls but we're yeah. it is what it is i think we can all bitch and moan about how um, how bad everything is, but we're fortunate. We're, we're we're playing games again, and I think the government have have jumped in with with a rescue package to help clubs. So uh, we're we're fortunate and blessed to be in the situation we're in. So I'm not going to complain too much about it. No, exactly. And as we said, you know, five nil away yesterday weren't too bad against Dover. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. As I said to you before, I, I, I was a bit disappointed we didn't score more, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, I think if you'd have said to me before the game you're going to win five nil, I'd have bit not your hand off, I'd have bit your feet off as well. But so, yeah, yeah no, we're 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 over the moon, and 
I, I think the lads deserve something because we should have had more points on the board anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the National League, like most leagues at that level, it's it's ruthless and you can you can switch off for 20 seconds and, and lose everything you've worked for. So, no, great result, great team performance and, uh, yeah, on to the next one. On to the next one, yeah. I mean, there's you know that nationally, there's some big teams like obviously yourselves and Hartlepool's and Stockport's and Notts County and all that. There's some big teams in that national league, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the majority of the teams have played in the league, and yeah. you look at, even when you start adding Wrexham, Barnet, Dagnum, it does the list goes on. And I think from our perspective, it's 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 going to be an interesting year because. There's some teams that have clearly saw, seen this as an opportunity to go for it, and they've yeah. thrown astronomical money at, at, at the players and, and signings, etc. And there's other teams that have, like ourselves, that have had to be very conservative and, and mm-hmm. make sure that the most important thing is that the club's survival is sure. is is the is the, at the forefront of all of our thoughts. So no, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year, tough one, yeah. but an interesting one. Definitely, definitely. And and I mean during lockdown, it must have been. Obviously, we've seen like you know how the how the other half have done it, like with all the uh, Amazon all or nothing with, with Spurs and and Jose yeah. with, his, with his wall of of Zoom calls. How what about you? How was how did you is it, how did you sort of keep in touch with the guys um, during that lockdown period? Because it must have been really awkward. Yeah, well, we look we kind of looked at what they did to be fair, um, oh, sure. because you, you, I mean we haven't got the the. 150 inch plasma screens that they've got in the, the, top, the training ground but what we have got is zoom and we did that we we spoke to the players on a regular basis we put two sessions on a week football based um yeah. they could do even if they were in the living room if they if they didn't have access to, to grass or whatnot sure. we did a couple of social events we did some uh snc stuff we did some yoga we did we just tried to keep it Brilliant. fresh and players um sort of focused and because one thing that footballers like is routine they like mm. that they're used to getting up and doing certain things at certain times and it ended up opening up to everybody um so we ended up pretty much doing zoom calls six out of seven days and players from all other clubs uh, all different levels um were joining in and yeah for us it was even for my own sanity to be honest having yeah. something to be able to get up to and focus on and plan for it was uh it was good but as i said fortunately um we, we we were. Uh, I didn't actually find lockdown that bad. To be honest, it's great to spend some no. time with the family. And, yeah. Um. I live in the middle of nowhere, so we got out in the fresh air and go for That's some good. walks and stuff, and try and try and regroup your thoughts on what was uh, an interesting year and trying to plan yeah. for the next one. So no, no, every, everything was good in our end. Yeah. Our end. I know what you mean. I know it was nice to sort of obviously I, I yeah nine to five. I'm in the city really, so it was nice to not having to go into the city and spend an extra time, you know, with my daughter. And as you said, sort of, I liked it, to be honest. I, I did like yeah. it. I'm, I'm pretty lazy, to be honest, apart from West Ham. <laughs> I'm proper lazy. And it's like, you know, when, like, your wife will say, oh, what should we can do this weekend? Oh, it's going to be, let's not ruin, let's not, you know, waste the weekend. Mm. And it's like, well, for three months, we couldn't do anything. So we had to sit yeah. there and watch Netflix and stuff. And <laughs> so for me, it was like, it was brilliant. I fucking loved it. That's why I came up with the channel. So I had yeah. something to do to keep myself busy, but um, no, yeah, it's it's um, and it's weird at the moment, obviously with everything going back, and you know, particularly the Premier League, and, and obviously all the, the the sort of you know the league football, and it's just very strange. I mean, when when you're watching, obviously you probably watch loads of football as well, and as well as sort of the the National League, obviously the Premier League. Is the, are you a crowd noise on or off person? I've tried to do both. 
um, depending on the game, because, um, for example, I like to use, I like to listen, listen to what the benches sure, are saying. Yeah, I like yeah. to listen to what, what any feedback off the pitch. I think it's a great lesson for young players to hear how vocal mm. some senior players are. I think we've, we've got a generation of players coming through now that are naturally quiet. I don't yep. think the dressing rooms were like what I, they were when I when I played. And you had all these big personalities and there's a lot of shouting and screaming. And, but, and, and genuinely, I'm not saying I think that's the right way. I think it's important that everyone gets an opportunity to prepare the way they want to prepare. But you watch a lot of the young players now. They like to put their headphones in. They like to watch YouTube clips yeah. of players, their favourite players and stuff. And whatever whatever makes them makes them relax and, and able to perform to be honest but um but it's good to listen to some of the information coming from the and the benches but then there were some games where I wanted the crowd on because I thought mm-hmm. that like so when West Ham played Arsenal I wanted to hear the crowd because it's yeah. a it's a London derby and um but yeah I, I think that I've tried to almost like a hybrid of depending on the game just picking and choosing yeah. which one I wanted to do yeah, and I, I, it's, I was watching um, I was watching a guy from the uh, from the Hammers chat, Gonzo, who's doing his little videos in the morning, and he made a really good point about about he called it noisy moisy, and um, and obviously switching it off, you can hear really appreciate how much particularly the West Ham bench shout, and it's not just him, it's Piercy, it's it's Alan Irvine, yeah. it's Kevin Nolan, it's it's all of them shouting, and I think it makes a big difference because you know there's no excuse for the players because they can hear you, you know, it's not yeah. 60,000 people in London stadium, so they can get their point across. And it, it makes a good point. I was like, yeah, do you know what? That might be, it's obviously since restart, apart from a couple of games, West Ham, we've done, we've done all right, you know, being quite, be quite um, confident in our play, which has obviously shocked a few people, but um, no, it's, uh, it, is, it is weird, isn't it? And so it's like when I'm at the stadium now, it's so quiet that you can hear the journalists tapping there on their laptops. So yeah. it's just deathly. So I have to put like a, you know, on those YouTube watch alongs or something, just just to yeah. have some in something in the background. Otherwise, it's just bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, and yeah, well, we'll see when that. How long it continues, we don't know. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I think, <laughs> when, yeah, but I think with the noisy, the noisy one, it's, it's it's interesting because fans want passion, and when you yeah. hear, when you hear the the bench and uh, like they've been take away the first game of the season. Actually, since the lockdown, West Ham have been pretty good if yeah, not, yeah, very yeah, yeah. good um yeah. but they should have got something at arsenal i think they deserve yeah. something at arsenal um they absolutely annihilated wolves and, and and they did the same they almost did to leicester what leicester did to everybody yeah. when they won the league and it was it was it was impressive and, and I, I think that um if would would we want a little bit more backing in the sense of some players coming in through the door probably um yeah. But but then players are performing at the minute, and I I look at the right back they've signed, and um, I think that everybody and 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 their and their brother thought, who the hell is this guy? And yeah, yeah. typical West Ham signing. When you go back to remember the days of when we brought in Radachoyu and yeah. Dumitrescu and Paolo Futra, and we brought all those players, and everyone's like, who are these guys? No one's ever heard yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, and but then I thought he was excellent, and was. long may that continue. So, mm-hmm. but no, I, th- I think with the with the with the noise that comes from the bench, I think you want your you want your staff and your and your your manager to portray how they want their players mm-hmm. to play. And I think what what Moyes has done is shown that there's real passion coming from the staff. So, yeah. why shouldn't it come from the players? True. No, definitely. And I think you're you're totally right. And it's it just I I, I love a manager. Well. 
I love a manager. I know you're the same. You, you know, track. You know, you wear your tracksuit. I don't like a suited manager. Do you know what I mean? I just think there's something about Moyes. He's always in his tracksuit, and he's you know that's why I never really took to Pellegrini much because he was always like, yeah, you could tell the games he couldn't give a shit on because he'd be in a tracksuit for that game, and it's like, well, you're playing Man City next week, and you're suited and booted. It's all you know. So it just you could tell the games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't do it. Was it was actually just, a I, question. It was actually one of the questions they asked me in my job interview for all the really? shots. What what type of manager are you? Are you a tracksuit manager or are you a certain time manager yeah. or suit manager? They actually asked me that in my interview, and I think that look, I'm I'm not saying that when I hopefully if I manage to have a career that long, when I get into my later stages, that I might end up being in a some kind of casual wear. I'm, I think Pep looks quite a cool. To be fair, yeah, he's got quite a, good, a, yeah. a decent wardrobe going on there, but. Uh, yeah. I think I might need to stick a few Champions League trophies in the cabinet first before I start uh, experimenting with my wardrobe. Yeah. I'm quite comfortable with my tracksuit. Yeah, yeah I, I like I just being on the grass. So, yeah, and I just think it just makes a massive difference for the fans if the play if the managers on the side ranting and raving. It just does. I mean, even if the players, you know, when the when the fans are there, they probably could, the players can't hear it if they're at the other touchline, but. It makes it makes uh, it breeds, you know, that the that the half time for the team aren't performing. They're gonna get ripped. They're gonna get ripped in the dressing room, and you know yeah. that. And, the, and that's what I think. You know, it's quite good of West Ham now because we've got a lot of scary people in the in the. And I think we've had too too often. We've had quite sort of, you know, in terms of like Slav, bless him, but he was, and everyone's mate, and he was like, I never thought if we were playing poorly, he'd rip you know the hair dry yeah. treatment and i think we're sort of a little bit old school like that with west ham fans you know it's like uh as you said i mean i, can't, I mean even like someone like jose you, you've seen him you know at that Tottenham thing and just ripping shreds out of them sometimes and it's like do you know what i think you've got to be scared of the manager sometimes put your arm around him yeah, be think, friendly and then yeah and that's the balance isn't it i think yes. that, i mean kevin for me kevin nolan was a good appointment um yeah. when I, I was fortunate to work there when when he was captain and I thought he was an outstanding captain. Mm-hmm. He, he he basically did a lot of Sam Sam's work for him, and yep. and I think that when you look at the respect he commanded from not just the players but the staff and and all of the subsidiary staff mm-hmm. as well around the training ground, I think mm-hmm. that one thing he will bring to the dressing room is a real kind of empathy for the players because yep. he's been there. He knows the situation. He knows what West Ham's about. He knows how how ruthless the fans can be. Um, and I think what he also understands is that, you know what, he's a winner. Um, for all of his criticisms that he's had over the years, the, the, he scores goals, he's been a part of successful teams, and I think that you can't, you can't learn that on a course and you can't, you can't be taught that. That's something yeah. that you've got to experience, and I think that, yeah, I think he's, he's, done, he's done well getting him in. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And Although so he hasn't made my team. Sorry, Kev. No, he hasn't made your team. <laughs> and do you know what? For the life of me, I don't know how Antonio, I mean, he's scored so many goals and done so many celebrations. Why he hasn't done the chicken dance? I just don't know. It's just so obvious. It's almost too obvious, you know, just going up to Kevin yeah. and doing the chicken dance. You know, but anyway. Um, yeah, I know. He's, um, he was like a you know, proper cat, old school captain, wasn't he? You know, he wasn't just captain of the of the team, but of the club. And as you said, yeah, the way yeah, no, respect, yeah, he commanded was amazing. So obviously, as yeah, you were you were in the youth team set up at West Ham, you know, in terms of the coaching side for yeah six years. I mean, that must have been a. I mean, we've, we're sort of going backwards increment. We'll talk about you being a fan yeah. in a minute, but being a coach of the team that you support, um, that must have been like your dream well, your dream job now in terms of you know what's uh what you wanted to achieve in the game 
Yeah, I mean, look, I was working at Charlton at the time, um, yeah. and I was actually on on my A license. I was away with the FA, and I got a phone call from a friend of mine who worked with the recruitment department, and he said, um, "We've been trying to get hold of you. Um, we need to we need to talk to you." And I was like, "Well, I don't, what's going on?" And he said, um, "Basically, there's a role come up at West Ham. Um, would you be interested?" And weirdly, it was quite surreal because you're thinking. Really, like, yeah. no, I, 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 my dream's always been to work at the club, um, and and it's it's it was nine minutes from my house, the training ground. So whereas Charlton's an hour and twenty five yeah. minutes, and I was thinking this this is which is just weird. I'm on my license, which I was still a part of the Charlton staff, and yeah, so I, I, I literally drove home on the day I finished, went straight to to Little Heath. Then um, yeah. met with Paul Heffer. And Nick Haycock and had a little chat and yeah, I suppose the rest was history. It was it was it was great. I got offered a role working with the under tens and um yeah, and it was actually probably from a my development in the sense of working with certain age groups, it was probably a little bit of a backward step at the time. Yeah, sure. But you don't you don't turn down an opportunity to work under Tony Carr. And no. uh yeah, so it was a no brainer from my perspective. Yeah, exactly. And six years, it's like, you know, it's just, he said, under, I mean, we've had Tony on the, on the channel and, yeah, just an incredible man. Absolutely incredible man. <laughs> his 11 was fucking mental because he did his academy yeah. 11. It's like, fuck, it was like literally the England 2010 World Cup yeah. squad. It, it was absolutely mental. Um, and you must have seen some cracking players go through that time, you know, six years, you know, in terms of the, the kids coming through. Yeah, seeing the yeah, right. I had a variety of different roles. So yeah. I, I went in. I, I was I was part time for the first probably six months, and then the Premier League brought in the Triple P, which meant there was a lot of full time roles become available. And Tony was, um, I was fortunate enough to be offered the full time Foundation phase role. Hmm. Um, I then held the youth development phase lead role. I then was a head of coaching, and and yeah, that, it was great. And. I mean, it's brilliant for me at the minute because you're Jeremy and Gakias, you're Declan Rice, Connor Coventry's, yeah. Ben Johnson's, Harrison Ashby's, all these players that have kind of broke on the scene. You, you, you're just fortunate to have been in and around it. And even the boys that have left West Ham that have gone on, your Jamal Hector Ingrams, etc. It's just, yeah, yeah I, I, I was. I, and but by the way, I, that's not me taking credit for any of those players because I'm not. I think coaches play a very small part in a player sure. development. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's down to the individuals, but yeah, to have I been a small part of their small part of their journey, however yeah. small or big that was, um, I think is 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 been brilliant. And to see them all start coming through and yeah. making first team appearances, and Adji Elise, who yes. made his debut the other night, um, good. Yeah, and and yeah, I just think that it's. It's amazing to see that, but also when you're working in that environment, looking at your your, your, your Collisons, your your Tompkins, your Nobles, the, the players that have also come through yeah, before yeah. that, and that's one thing that makes West Ham quite unique in a way. Is there's always been that kind of heritage of mm. of, of players in and around the building constantly yeah. that have been through the process. And yeah. I know there's some great clubs out there that have done it as well. I think Manchester United's record of academy boys in in yeah. first team squads yeah, yeah, is yeah. unbelievable but there's yeah, not yeah. many and no. uh and i think one thing that's good about west ham not spending two three hundred million every transfer window is there's always a chance and yeah. i think we have to remember that sometimes and be careful what we wish for when we're talking about investment because you do want to see your you do want to see your homegrown ones on the pitch 
yeah you're right you're right it's like um it is like a sort of a double-edged sword isn't it it's like people want to yeah we want to spend all this money yeah, yeah, yeah but then i'm not being funny if we had I mean, the boy Ashby, man, I think he's he's going to be spent. I just think, you know, he's, you know, when playing, I mean, you, you know, he was coach and manager, yeah. and stuff, but he came on the pitch and he looked like a footballer. He just looked like a good football, you know, already just the way he held himself. And obviously he's doing bits in the, in the Scotland under 21s this week, scored the other day. Um, yeah, just, against San Marino, yeah, saw that. Yeah, 7 yeah. 0, whatever it is. I just think he's, you know, I, I like the Ash boy, Ash, but I think he was good. And, you know, the fact is, you have things like the Carabao Cups, they can play these. Obviously, we haven't got any more, but it was great to see them because it just gave you a sense of actually the the, the future is looking, is, is very rosy for West Ham in terms of what's coming through. And as you said, like, you know, even like, uh, you know, said so Ben Johnson's. You know, he's getting more game time, and obviously Deck and stuff like that. Deck's obviously the the golden child in terms of uh, stuff going through at the moment. But uh, no, I just I just think it's it's really really exciting in terms of what's coming through the kids because obviously they won the the PL two, um, although the the PL two second whatever it was <laughs> they won they got PL2 promoted two. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah PL two two the PL four two times um, yeah. and so yeah I mean it's 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 brilliant and so as you said it's it's about that balancing act, isn't it? I mean, Moises already come out and yeah. he wants a small squad to um, lead these guys in if he has to. And I think it's important that he does. The balance is key. And I think the recruitment yeah. has got to be massive. You want players that are going to complement and improve the ones that you've got and the ones that are coming through. And mm. I think if, if West Ham can can want, want, for a better word, maybe tidy up their recruitment a little bit, um, yep. with regards to some of the players that are coming in that, that fit our criteria and because they've they, listen, they've signed some very good players I know Philip Anderson maybe not have worked out the way it probably we wanted mm. it to but he's going to have gone to Porto and he's going to be playing in the Champions League and yeah. like he's, so he's not a bad player no. um, was he a West Ham type player I think maybe not because when you talk about when I think of West Ham players I think of work rate I think of mm. Mm. That kind of what is it? You, you play for the badge on the front of the shirt, and then yeah. they remember the name on the back. That kind yes. of mentality, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that there's certain players we've bought in in the past four or five years that have been more about what's on the back of the shirt than what's on the front of it. So, but sure. look, that's it's, it's a subjective thing, and oh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and I just think also it's it's a, it's a bit more. You know, we've obviously done almost 200 of these interviews and we're interviewing people who are being fans and, and players from different generations. And I think this new generation, so to speak, I'm not saying like an old, old bugger or anything, but, you know, you don't get the Mark Nobles anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's the exception to the rule. You know, if you get a player for two, three years, you've done well out of them in terms of loyalty. And, and I just think you, if someone like an Anderson, could have worked, but you know, and it's just like it just it's a shame. But then you look at someone like Bowen, who for half the price is arguably doing twice the work. And you know, as you said, it's all about recruitment. Suchek, for example, you know, again, very simple to, to Su Fao. Um, you know, we, who's this bloke turning up who you know, Sparta Prague, but yeah, they just do bits. Good recruitment, though. Yeah, it's you're right. Recruitment. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, and um, and I think both, both, sorry, Bowen's, I mean, I, I really like him. I really like him because he, I think it, it, when, you, when you're working with young players and when you're working with senior players, mm. it's, it's, really, it's really important they understand what their qualities are and yeah. what their strengths are and why they're there. And sometimes you have players that <laughs> they're there because you've brought them because of this, but actually they think they're really good at this. So mm. they spend so much time trying to be this person, they actually forget about 
why they were brought to the club in the first place. Mm-hmm. Whereas he just he knows he knows what his yeah. strengths are, and, and and he plays for them really well. And he's a handful. And oh. Sutek's great. He just I think he I think he'd head a tank if it, if it was thrown yeah. into the box. He just throws his head into it and. We, we need that. I mean, you'd almost argue he's almost Moyes' Fellaini when he had him at Everton. When you're looking at that yeah. person who goes and puts his yeah. head in places. Um, but no, it's it's, no, I, 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 it's a quite exciting times. I, I, think, I think that that was... team's capable of, of doing mm. some really good stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's everything seems to be, stars seem to be aligning. And it doesn't happen very often, so we should enjoy it when it does, you know. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, being a West Ham, I mean, Dad, you've been a West Ham fan for years, as you, you know, you, you're you're waiting for the the drop, you know. <laughs> you're waiting. Yeah, you're yeah, beating, beating. Yeah, we beat Wolves. We beat Leicester. Yeah, we might. You know, yeah, everyone's really up for Tottenham, but you know, we're we're waiting for Burnley. We're going to get turned over, and but that's being a West Ham yeah. fan. You just know it's going to happen. We don't enjoy it when we're when we are turning teams over. It's always like, oh, but. There's always a but happening, but but we're one injury away from having a bad squad. Well, we haven't had that injury yet, so so don't worry about it yet. When it happens, it happens. But uh, yeah, anyway, anyway, Eddie, first question. He says twenty three minutes in. It's not too bad for me. Um, he's we'll start right at the beginning, Daddy. Why are you a West Ham fan? What is what's your story? So I, I come from a very big family. Um, yeah. I've got twenty three, twenty four cousins, and wow. we're like, that's my mum's side. That's just my mum's side. Forget my dad's side. Um, my dad's side's not football. He's he's Formula One. But my mum's side, and we're split right down the middle. Half Tottenham, half West Ham. All season ticket holders, always have been. So when you're born into my family, you get dragged from pillar to post. So I probably, in my first sort of two years of going to games, I probably went to White Hart Lane just as many times as I went to Upton Park. Yeah. Um, and... I ended up going to a West Ham game and you know, back in the day when you used to take a milk crate so you, I could stand sure. on it so I could see. Um, and this one particular game, we actually got beat 3-0 by Luton in what was, I think, the Littlewoods Cup this particular game. I mean, Yeah, that's why we, was, that's why we started hating Luton, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. we were awful. But I loved it. I got thrown all over the place and the noise. And I was on the South Bank and everyone's screaming and shouting. And there's arguments because we had those two little fences in the South Bank between the yeah. home fans and the away fans. And it's kicking off all over the place. And I know it's probably not what I should be talking about. but And, and, and I loved it. And I went home. Yeah. And I was actually staying at my uncle's house that night, who's a Tottenham team to get older. And he said, you need to make a decision. You're either, you're either in or you're out. And I was like, <laughs> I was this little kid. And I was like, I'm out, and I had a little Tottenham key ring they gave me because it was it's literally like blackmail and bribery. So I gave it back to him, and I was like, "No, I'm going to be West Ham." And um, and yeah, so it was it was from that moment onwards, and you know, I think that it was a weird thing for me because my mum and dad were really strict when I was growing up, and I wasn't allowed out. Like my friends would go to the park and be allowed out to certain times and I was never allowed to do it. My friends would go to like these discos and youth clubs and I was never allowed to do it. But my mum never batted an eyelid at me doing Ellen Road away on a Tuesday night when I was like 10 and getting home at two in the morning. And I just, yeah, I I traveled everywhere of West Ham. And I think that the beauty of the club for me was the fact that they would be so bad at times that you almost lost complete faith not only in the club but in football itself and then they always give you this little drop of hope yeah. and they'll go and beat someone and you think oh my god I support the best club in the world yeah and then it all comes back falling back down again and then you go again and you go again and it, uh, 
it's a bit like my golf at the minute. I'm all for <laughs> golf, but every now and again I hit a shot, and I think yeah. that's enough to make me come back next week. And yeah. and I think that West Ham's beautiful at that, and I think it's something. It's a it's a quality that even for all the the stuff that's going on at the moment, the board and and with the stadium complaints and whatnot, mm-hmm. you you know that, that that the two results we've just had in the league, you could probably sell that stadium out twice over. Yeah. Um, because people will want to go and watch the next game and yeah. they might leave 20 minutes before the end and be throwing burgers and programs at people and whatnot but they'll probably be back next week as well and I think that's 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 a real quality that West Ham have is real loyalty from their supporters No it really is it's the amount of times I've um, unseries linked match of the day on a Saturday when I've got <laughs> <laughs> the wife just doesn't need to know that's the first thing I do is just oh okay they lost yep and then as you said Saturday yeah. oh well don't we have a curry in your own Monday morning right who we got on Saturday you know it's just, it's just yeah exactly again, isn't it? and you're right it's, there's always another game it's so true and as you said like with West Ham they're just so yeah you said there's, you know, there's three or four times a season they turn up but, but you don't know when they're going to be so you have to watch every game knowing full well like you know we never we've never beaten Norwich at Carrow at Row, you know, in my lifetime, yeah. we turned over four 0 last year. You know, yeah, it's just mental. It's mental. I mean, not being funny. Wolves, Wolves tore us a new one the it's beginning right. of the start, yeah. and then we turned them over. It's just, yeah, it's just West Ham. So that's why I love it as well. And as you I said, you know, I, I, yeah, I think like, I, I, I love it. I mean, we used to. My ironically, my um, auntie and uncle live um, just off of Barking Road, right near um, Upton Park, but they're yeah. all Tottenham. And she's got she's got a lot of children. She's got nine, um, and uh, and they're all Tottenham. So every every home game, we used to all the West Ham side of our family would meet there first. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm not joking. It used to kick off because my cousins that were going to Tottenham. Cause we used to get there early. My cousins that were going to Tottenham would be there, and we'd have a little bit of light-hearted banter. And then before you know it, we're with little eight, nine-year-old kids rolling around on the floor because. Yeah, we're West Ham and you're Tottenham, and that's the way yeah. it is. But um, we actually had one. We actually had Tottenham. I don't even remember. We we beat Tottenham at White Hart Lane. We won four one. I think Jones, Mike Marsh. Sounds um, familiar. The yeah. year we had we had David Burrows and all that. Lot yeah, 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 yeah. At, at their place, I think Trevor Morley scored a couple. Absolutely. Anyway, um, we won four one. We've come out of the stadium, and I actually went to the game with my other cousin, who's, who's West Ham with my Tottenham side of the family and my cousin's come running out and obviously we've given him a little bit and we've started rolling around on the floor and um, the, the the police came over and they're like, you're going to have to stop that. And it's like, my uncle's like, no, it's all right. They're cousins. They can crack on. He said, no, 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 it's not that. He's pointed over there and there's a group of West Ham fans. And he's pointed that way and said, there's a group of Tottenham fans. And he said, and if he sees you guys rolling around on the floor, all the children are broken. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's all, it was all fun and games, and oh, like, so we, we had to, I, I, some of my best memories are, are West Ham, and I remember when we we um, we drew two all with Man United to stop them from winning the league. Yeah, I just got a new coat for my birthday, and I was I, that season I was on the chicken run, and we scored um, we scored the second goal. I think it was like, did Chapman get the first, and then I, whoever it was. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we drew two all, and. Um, I think I spent about four minutes on the floor being jumped on. I was just on the floor and this, I got, I stood up and my coat was ripped to shreds and whatnot. And 
I didn't think about it. Got home, my mum was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Mum, we just got Man United from winning the league. Forget the coat. <laughs> don't worry about it. You get more of those. You can't do that again." Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, no, I've had I've had some great times as a West Ham fan. So yeah, uh, yeah, long so, may that continue. Yeah, indeed. I suppose it's going to be like civil war for you, your families on, on the weekend, isn't it? With West Ham, Tottenham. Oh, brilliant! Uh, we've we've fallen out so many times. <laughs> I, I mean, talking blocked blocked on social media, blocked on Facebook, not talking to each other, haven't spoken to each other till the next family event, and even then, it was uncomfortable because the abuse just it goes across. I mean. It's weird because um, I, my uncle, who I kind of spent a lot of time with growing up, we yeah. lost him quite young um, mm. to cancer, and he was Tottenham, Mad Tottenham. So I, I probably shouldn't say what I'm about to say, but I've actually got a little bit of a soft spot for him because yeah. I, 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 obviously I loved him to bits, and course, I know yeah, how yeah. passionate he was about the club. I mean, don't get me wrong, when West Ham play Tottenham, I want us to absolutely yeah, destroy yeah. him. But, yeah. um, but yeah, when it comes to other stuff, I, I, I'm quite. We're a close family, so of course we hate them. But yeah, but no, I think um, yeah. on Saturday I, I'll take five mil and a couple of red yeah. cards for Spurs. Yeah, maybe a little little scuffle here and there, and, and yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take. I mean, you know, the fact that Eric Dyer is not playing for England tonight. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm hoping they're resting him to playing in set the defence for Spurs on Saturday. Yeah, so do I. Could you oh, imagine yeah, Ant- Antonio? I'm, I'm not going to give you my opinion on him. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, everyone has the same opinion, I think, Danny, to be honest, about Eric Dyer. But yeah. um, no, no, the thing about Eric Dyer, I always forget, is he's Portuguese. You know, that just freaks me out, you know, because he was like that sort of Tottenham thing, um, just like dropping into Portuguese, talking to Mourinho. And it's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, he's sporting Lisbon. It's like, what? Where did this happen? You know, it's just like, it's such, yeah. it's like it's new life. But uh, no, I hope he, could you imagine? Oh, God, Antonio must be licking his lips. Thinking about Eric Dyer. I think Antonio. I think any of the players they play at the back four. I think that yeah. with with the the kind of type of football Tottenham play, I think Antonio. I, I don't think mm. there's a centre back in the country if Antonio's on it can live with him no. because he's he is he's just so powerful. And I mean, I mean, you look at Troy at, at Wolves and those type of players that mm. like, if they get you squared up and they get you one on one or they get in behind you. you, you there isn't anything you can do about it. You just got to hope that their their touch isn't good enough, or yeah. or they make some mistakes. But Antonio, do you know what I love about Antonio? Is he just smiles all the time. He's yeah. always smiling, and he's he's a boy that's living the dream. He's come yeah. through through non league football. He's playing in the yeah. Premier League. He's scoring goals for fun, and he, you can see he's massive massively appreciative of where he's at, and he's yeah. just enjoying it. And yeah, I think right. that if more players took that advice, that actually you'd probably see a lot more. Yeah, no, definitely. And I just think he's, yeah, I mean, the only person I've seen whose manhandled him was Troyore. Was that, was that a Troyore when he pushed him over? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Christ, he's the only person I know in the Premier League could do that. As you said, like, he's just, she's unplayable at the moment. He just, he just really is. And it's, uh, although I'm always really, you know, he's like, for someone so powerful he's so fragile as well isn't he because he's got like, injuries and stuff so it's yeah always, yeah i think i think that comes with his game though because he's yeah I mean, you're he's, right. he's built like an athlete and when you're twisting and turning and changing directions and getting hit and and hitting people as much as he does i think you're always going to put yourself that robustness that you yeah. kind of get sometimes um and once you've got a weakness, unfortunately, it's it's not always easy to to make it strong again. So, but no, Touchwood, he'll yeah. be there against the against the Spurs and and do some damage. 
Yeah, and the way he's going, he, he could easily be our top Premier League striker before he finishes. He hangs up his boots at West Ham. I think he's like fourth at the moment. It was like he's only like fifteen off off Paolo or Martin Noble. So yeah, yeah, it's mental, absolutely mental how long he's been here as well. As you said, it's it's nice because he's always had a very much a stop start career. It seems he has like four or five really good games, and he's always injured. And at the moment, there's again touch wood, he's he's having a prolonged, you know, and arguably. You know, I'm being funny, isn't it? I think he scores. He scored the most goals since restart. Then he's like yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, top goal scorer. Yeah, and it's like you know, surely, surely England should be calling, but he plays the West Ham, Danny. So, um, he has to do twice as much as everyone else to get. Yeah, to get the the England thing's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. With, with when it comes to, um, I mean, Declan was different because I think yes. they, had, they had no choice, did they? He was either do that or he's going to be playing for the Republic of Ireland. Um, yeah. they, they've always, I mean. Look, people have got their opinions on whether Noble is, is one of the best centre midfielders in the country or not. But mm. I think some of the performances and form that he's been in over the last five to five to eight years, a, a call up and, a, and an opportunity to play for his country. When I see some of the people that have played for their mm. country, um, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not mm. sure what, what what's gone on there. But at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about it. And no, I right. suppose their loss has been massively our gain. Yeah, no, exactly. And as you said, it means, at least it means when it comes to uh, internationals, we're not crapping ourselves until they all come back. It's like Deck. I, <laughs> I looked at the team today, I was like, oh God, he's playing, oh God. But I think he's all right. He's not injured. <laughs> but yeah, I think so far, so time. good. Yeah, so far, so good, which is which is fortunate. Um, right, now let's go, on, let's go on to this 11. So as I said, the whole point of the channel is is we get everyone on, I think, bar, bar three people, I think we've had... Harry Redknapp, he didn't give an 11. Uh, Nigel Ryokoki didn't give an 11. And neither did Bish. Fair enough. Um, but everyone else, everyone else has given an 11 of the players. Uh, now, now, obviously, the, the criteria is whatever you want. It doesn't have to, you can pick whoever you want. It doesn't have to be the best players. It can be your favourite, close to your heart, 11, whatever. But the only rule is you must have been alive to see them play. So, right, for example, okay. for me, because if someone says, if someone, you know, what's your dream? What was your ultimate West Ham 11? Of course, it'd be Bobby Moore and Trevor Brookin and Martin Peters. And, but I wasn't around to see any of them play. So, yeah, I haven't got that reference point. So, I'm just putting it because I know of the legend rather than people I've seen. You know, I was fortunate enough to see Roger Johnson and... Jonathan Spector and you know these, these sort of these sort of yeah, but Spector, Man United hat trick. You can't That's, ever take that. No, away I was talking. I was talking today, Jonathan. Spe- you know, one game we yeah. turned up in midfield. Can't, can't, and, yeah, one game in in five hundred million games he turned up. He, he got a hat trick, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he probably made yeah. a few quid out of it as well. Oh god, yeah, he must have got some some money on the old uh, highlights or DVDs afterwards. But yeah, no, he's uh, and and and, and that's, that's why I like doing the channel because it gives people like. Jonathan Spector, you know, or Laurent Courtois, or, or you know, whoever, yeah. Smassi Abu, a chance to, you know, be out amongst and the Massey Twitter. Abu. wow. I used to serve Smassi wow. Abu in, um, when I used to live in Loughton, I'm, I'm a Hornchurch boy now, but when I lived in Loughton, um, I worked at Safeways, and that was at a time when people would actually go out shopping if they're footballers, they didn't have to deliver or Uber Eats or whatever. No. And, no, um, how dare they? How dare they? So I remember Smassy yeah. would regularly be in um, same safe ways or um, Shaka. You'd see Shaka quite a lot and you'd see Shaka because his head was so tall. He was like above the above sort of the aisles. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, once saw Paul Kitson in Woolworths with a big bag of pick-a-mix. Uh, you know, all these sort of oh, okay. As you do. As you do. But you did then. You did yeah. then. You did see the footballers walking around. And again, like, it was nothing more exciting than seeing... 
Steve Lomas walking out of KFC, you know, that, that type of thing, you know, seeing yeah. these players are rap, 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 and then they're always like, particularly Premier League players, they're just so at this other level in terms of they're all in Canary Wolf in their apartments. I mean, you see them on Instagram doing yeah. their gym work and stuff, and it's not, well, it's not really, not really the same. Think, anymore, I, like, without, without defending them too much, I think the problem is with society now is everybody's quick to, to post stuff and yeah, totally. try and catch you, catch you at your weakest yeah. moment. And these players yeah. are, they're, they're, they're brands and they're, they're, a lot That's of them have got point. commercial deals and whatnot. Yeah. As I said, I, I like, I think we massively lack that personal touch still. Um, and yeah. I think there's probably we can maybe get around it, but there's so many vindictive people out there that just yeah, want totally to right. make, an extra, make, sure, make a quick quid, whether it's selling it yeah. to the newspaper or posting it themselves and getting mm. a load of followers from it. And I mean, I, I saw something the other day, and, and I won't mention the person's name, but a, a lad that I know quite well got, got quite publicly um, lambasted for something he did after an event that he was involved in and actually this when you listen to the story it was nothing like that at all but because of the way the picture was taken and the way the story was written he's now potentially lost a commercial deal and and whatnot and he actually hasn't done anything wrong um so i don't i don't like the fact that they're not they're not close and and and, and to a certain degree i do understand it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. Sorry to be to sound like a voice of reason then, but no, I no, obviously no, I won't totally, be like that anymore. No, no, that, that, no, I totally, no, I totally appreciate because obviously yeah. you're from, you know, you're from inside the game as well, so you can see that. And do you know what? You're totally right. I, 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 it's not really a, it's not really a criticism, but it's more for me. It's a shame. Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah, shame. No, it's no. I agree with you, mate. You know, with, and... with modern football as well, with modern stadiums, they're all, you know, I mean, Upton Park. You could, you could put your hands to the ratings and get. I don't know, Lucas Neal to sign. I'm picking up some randoms today, but Lucas Neal to sign your shirt or whatever. But obviously yeah. now with all the way game, you know, the coming coaches and, you know, just the nature of football itself, you you don't get that personal touch anymore. Now the, the, the you know, I mean, we can't do anything. We can't literally touch anyone personally at the moment anyway. But, yeah. um, but it is like now it's now it's moving on. So now, you know, the, the autograph is, it's not really autograph now. It's you're being followed on Twitter by, Declan or something or, yeah. or Declan likes you one of your tweets you know that's the modern yeah. day equivalent now of it unfortunately and again it's all that lack of personal touch but it's not their fault at all but it's it's a shame as well as you said the personalities of the, of the yeah. game and again you know Christ you know we've had I mean, we've had you know God, we've, had, we've had them all we've had like we had Razor on the other day we've had Monks, Bish and some of the stories they tell they couldn't get away with that now you know, no, no way. Razor got no. banned. Razor got banned from from Romford Town Centre, two mile radius, so he couldn't train at Chadderweef because of a an incident at a Christmas party. Um, and yeah. so you know, little things. Funny like that. story about Razor. I actually yeah. coached. He, he probably won't even remember this, but when I first, very, very, very first started coaching, I was only about eighteen, and I did a soccer school in Shenfield, and Razor's boy came to our soccer school um yeah no he's yeah he's he's definitely got some interesting stories um yeah. probably not a lot that you'd want to put out to be fair but um top guy by the way yeah um, yeah, yeah nice, uh, nice bloke yeah and he's got a new he's got a new book out but it's like it's but it's all these stories and it's not just him as i said either you know yeah even people like trevor sinclair you know and people like that you know some of the stories they told it's like you couldn't get away with that in today's today's sort of society because the drinking culture that was around that time and 
he said social media was just starting as well particularly around sort of the you know the early 2000s it was non-existent really and so you're right it's uh these footballers there they were sort of a law unto themselves and that's why the stories come out because they can tell them because they haven't been posted on twitter or yeah you know, you know they weren't the, caught no they weren't <laughs> caught exactly exactly yeah. Fitch tells a great story about um, steve potsy's testimonial one night and you know he got potsy so pissed he couldn't, couldn't walk out the front door and his wife was shouting him and anyway 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 yeah, potsy, uh, hilarious when he's pissed by the way i won't i won't tell any of his stories when we had some staff nights out but he's uh <laughs> He's, he, he's yeah. a West Ham. He's a West Ham legend. Yeah, um, we're, getting, we're trying to we're trying to convince him. We've got, I've got a few spies. That's what I do. I get my spies out, and like some of his mates, are, you know, they're going to try and convince him. But he's quite he's quite shy when it comes to things like this. Do you know what no, I mean? He, like, yeah, he. Do you know what he's he's so humble? Yes. Like he he's he. Uh, you would never know what he's done in the game because he would no. never tell you. And and I mean, he did some. Obviously, I've worked with him for a long time at West Ham. I've known him for a long time. I used to coach uh, Dan when Dan Dan yep. first started kicking a ball. I, I used to work wow. with Dan. Um, and then I've had Freddie. I had Harry as well. He's other boy. Um, and, yeah, I, like Steve, he's, he's, he's a top, top guy. And yeah. I think he, – and he's West Ham through and through. Like, I, I think he would – I mean, the club probably hopefully don't hear it, but he'd probably do his job for nothing because he loves the club so much. Um yeah. And I think that's taken advantage of sometimes with when you have people like that around. Yep. But he's, yeah, he's he's a top guy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just funny to like really listen to all these stories. I mean, it's like you know, literally, you could listen to them all day these stories, and particularly monks. I mean, bless him, you know, monks. And it's when you interview him, he's just like because obviously he's sort of calmed down a little bit. You know, he's found God. He's he loves. He's into his golf, obviously, and all this stuff. But when he started talking about the stories, this little glint just just started appearing it's like the same as anwar anwar when I interviewed him yeah it was all prim and proper you know sfa you know da, 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 da. Yeah. And he was like yeah yeah he's you know he's got all cockney he's gone back to his i transitioned him back into his his, his his west ham state bless him but uh no it's good fun right anyway let's go into this 11 because uh i don't want to keep you for too long danny because you know, you're, you're busy, man. You probably want to get some sleep. You know, you get, going back from Dover yesterday. No, I, I, <laughs> we, we could talk all night about West Ham, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm all yours. Oh, very good. Right, let's let's, let's start off in goal because you know, then we can start talking about what formation you want to play. Well, let's start in goal. Who would be in goal for for the Danny eleven? So I've been fortunate enough to see quite a few keepers over the years, um, yeah. but this one for me is I'm still in contact with him now, and uh, he's he's probably then one of the nicest guys I know. So it's got to be Ludo. Yeah. It has to be Ludo. Um, I think that from from my perspective, um, I remember when when Man United were rumoured to sign him just before they signed Schmeichel. They mm. wanted they wanted Ludo McCluskey because he had this unusual kicking style and. Yes. He pulled off these saves and yeah, and and genuinely, he's if if I mean I'd, I'd be shocked. I could probably message him now, and he comes straight back to you. He's he's obviously yeah. doing his stuff out in the Czech Republic and with the goalkeepers and the agency he's working with now. And uh, like I, I've got so much time for him. Um, and I was fortunate enough when I when I actually had had my spell at West Ham as a player to be coached by him and yeah, yeah. legend, absolute legend. So Ludet McCloskey go all day for me. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. He did that that really unusual sort of side-on kicking, is that style, reach, reaching around, and yeah, and he'd kick the ball the length of the pitch, and 
but and yeah, I, so I, Man United want to buy him because he always used to turn up for the Man United games. At least they would be guaranteed. That he, he did, would, yeah. SV, just like and the thing about Ludo is he's like a he was he epitomised West Ham because like he would have those absolute worldies. Yes, yeah, so it's three or four times a season. You know, he was you know upper echelons. Yeah, and uh, but no, he was yeah, he was great one. He was just so much fun as a, as a and obviously had the song and everything as well and everything went in with Ludo. God bless him. Right, um, are we going to play as a as a manager, Daddy? I was yeah. I thought, would what type of formation you're going to be playing? Well, I've played with this for a few days, to be fair, because <laughs> there's certain players I wanted to get in it. There, there is some lads I've had to leave out, so I'll, I'll have to have that awkward conversation with them the day before the yeah. game, to be fair. But um, <laughs> I've I've gone with a four two three one, just Very so good. I can squeeze some players in. All right, let's let's go so, the back. Let's go let's go left back then, Danny. We have left back. Um, when we talked earlier about epitomising passion and aggression and West Ham type play, I don't think you can get no. any better than Julian Dix, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dixie just, like, I've, I've never seen, I've never seen a player almost physically assault as many people as he did on the pitch and get away with it. yeah. And I think there was one with Chelsea. I can't remember. I think it might have been Spencer. He, he went down. It was Upton Park and he went down in the corner. And, and Julian literally walked over his head and then jogged away like nothing's happened. And and like, obviously the West Ham fans are going crazy because it's Chelsea yeah. and, yeah, great, and kill him and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, you don't wish anyone any harm. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that there's we've had some, we've had some great left-backs. But I think when you look at sort of that, that Terminator and look at you mm. and he wants to he wants to wear the badge and 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 he was never the same player when he went to Liverpool and because mm. I don't think it mattered to him as much I I, 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 mm. I only he would ever be able to answer that question mm. but I, I look at like the way he was as a West Ham player um, mm. and yeah so Julian Dix yeah and he's and he's just like you know I mean you know yourself you know obviously he from from left back you know it's not the most it's not the most sort of you know it's he was he would coordinate the crowd and the team from left back and he's like yeah. not like set the mid you know like we're deck or he could you know put it you know and and he would do it as you said like a a dicks challenge or a 30 yard ping or his penalties and he would galvanize the crowd from left back you know it's just like it's it's better yeah. when you think about it but uh no he was brilliant when he and obviously when he came back from liverpool he was only really had one foot bless him um yeah but it was still fucking awesome but you know I mean, it's like it's still, uh, it, it'll still run for a wall for you oh god yeah yeah and he would go and have I remember, a, you know, do you remember when um boogers did was it gary neville uh old yeah. trafford was it gary yeah. neville? and then they all come steaming over and he just went and stood there as if to say like no that's not happening lads like i don't yeah. care if he's done him he's just not getting in here in Arabia. yeah brilliant yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, we had um, we interviewed we interviewed Mad Dog, and he said I asked him what his favourite game was for West Ham, and he said it was against Wimbledon, um, and there was like a 20, 20 man, like a twenty two man, you know, pile up, um, and then eventually was that of, was that a Sellers Park one? No, that was the one. It was Upton Park. Well, it, was, it, was, it was it was every game of Wimbledon to be honest. They they like, yeah, yeah, like it was, yeah. And then so uh, everything just calmed down, just calmed down, and then the first time, then it kicked off. Ball got past Dennis Wise. Julian Dix basically kicked him about six feet up in the air and just walked off, knowing he was going to get yeah. sent off. You know, he's like, "Yeah, that's me. See that, guys." I'm I off. remember that. Yeah, brilliant. 
Nothing. Can happen to a nicer guy either, by the way. No. <laughs> right. Go on, let's, let's go right back. He's going to be on the other side then. Right, this one's probably a little bit left field because of the right backs we've had. But yeah. I've actually gone with Thomas Repka. Yes. So, again, similar. I, I, I remember I, I remember being at Upton Park and I was in the chicken run and I watched him make a tackle, then stand there and stare at the player who was on the floor. And I felt scared sitting in, like standing in the stand because the look that he gave this lad, I was thinking, don't get up. Don't get up because if you get up, I think he's actually going to kill you. Um, and again, he, there's 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 a certain type of player that comes into West Ham that seems to just instantly be a West Ham person, yeah. and he he epitomised that for me. So yeah, I, listen, we've had some outstanding Ben Johnsons and whatnot, but uh, uh, Tim Breaker, you you mentioned Lucas Neal and players like that, but for me, Repka, uh, I love the way he was and. Yeah. Um, you knew that however bad a game he was having, that you still had a certain level you was going to get from him because yeah. of his aggression and the way he played the game. So, yeah, no, definitely. Rex and, was, was definitely in there for me. And the thing is about Thomas is he's become a more of a West Ham player since he's played, stopped playing football because obviously he's in prison at the moment. I think he's, he's, uh, <laughs> his career, you know, has somewhat, you know, bless him. I think he's, uh, he did, uh, he black money, blackmailed his girlfriend. I know he did that. He, was selling hire cars as well. He, he was buying, he was renting hire cars and selling them. That's what and I he, said. He's a typical West Ham he person. Is, he's even, he's even more so, <laughs> bless him, you know. I just, and we love a nutter and he was just like, he's, I think he got sent off. He was a nutter. Was he, twice he, he, his first four games on that, something ridiculous. Yeah, he was, he was one of those people that was either going to be that, wasn't he? He was either going to be a footballer or a criminal. And I think he's, he's been successful because he's managed both. both so. <laughs> He's got the brace. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's a good man. Right. Okay. Let's go into centre back. He's going to to be a first centre half then, Danny. Right. So, obviously, I've spoken about him already, but Potsy, um, I think that, forget, forget, obviously, my my personal bias um, because I think he's a top guy. Mm. I, I don't think anybody in that particular season. Any other centre back in the country managed to mark Michael Owen out of a game twice, like he did, and he was the he was the hottest property in Europe, probably at the team, arguably maybe the world. I mean, with, with what some mm-hmm. of the things he was doing, but and Potsy just put him in his pocket, and mm-hmm. and who think who can forget his unbelievable screamer against Hull City yeah. that bounced thirty seven times and rolled through the keeper's legs, and I think that anyone who scores a goal like that, I, I know it was seven one or whatever it was at the, at the final result, but. Yeah, no, like Potsy, West Ham through and through. And I think that, um, you know, again, you're looking at that sort of, sort of the sort of personalities you want in your team. Mm. He was definitely one of those. Yeah, definitely. definitely. You're right. He's like, you know, for five foot seven, he, he shouldn't have been a good, decent centre back, but he just read the game so well. You know, he just, he was, and it actually, he was, to sit, he, was, he was really quick off the mark. You know, that sort of first few, three or four yards, you know, he just read the game really well. And I think, you know, he's, again, you know, if he was half a foot taller, he'd probably be in the England team. You know what I mean? It's just it's yeah. It's all, all the American team, of course. You could have yeah, exactly. Play for them. But, but I think uh, what he lacked in height, his calves were probably five foot seven wide yeah. as well. So <laughs> he was also really hard to get around. He's got the biggest calves I've ever seen. Um, probably, probably, probably 
um, bigger than Luis Quintilla, who plays for me. Luis Quintilla's got ridiculous calves, and I think wow. Potsy's unfortunately got better ones. Oh, sorry, Luis. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, who's Potsy going to partner in the centre backs, and Danny? Well, this was a tough one because, and, and I'm going to actually tell you what I first wrote down. I first wrote down Alvin Martin yeah. because of, of the way, but I, I think it's got to be Rio. Um, yeah. I think um, I was fortunate enough when I had my trial period at West Ham. Um, Rio was in and around that, and top lad. Um, he's a he's a he's a family friend, and and I think that yeah, just absolute quality. And and I know that he, his pinnacle of his career wasn't at the club, and obviously, but I, I genuinely think that uh, he got he got his grounding and foundations at, at West Ham, and watching him play and take the risks he used to take across the back, just it was a pleasure to watch. It was class when he, I mean, when he came. Yeah, absolute Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how we see, yeah, and obviously, you know, with Anton as well, but Anton on here as well, and um, yeah, he's just brilliant. sorry, Anton. I, I didn't put you in, mate. Sorry, oh, um, I, you were you were in there. You're on the list. Uh, You're on the bench. No, the <laughs> yeah, he's, listen, it's a good team to be involved with. You, it's good. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a squad. It's a squad. You know, it's not just eleven players on the pitch. It's the squad. Well, listen. It? This team's going into Europe, so we're going to need as many players around as we possibly can because the yeah. rotation will come into place. So, That's a good point. You've got to think there's the qualifiers, you know, it's like you know, uh, exactly. We're playing like you know, God, Astro League Cup runs, FA Cup runs. You've got to make sure you've got, I mean. got to be 60 team. games a season. You need the full <laughs> team, so we need that, we need that rotate that squad rotation, right? All right, put, put Rio in, so that's your, your back four, uh, right? Who are you gonna be? Who's your first of your two in the sort of defensive positions, defensive midfield positions? So, like, like Tony, a little bit, I was gonna go really cheeky and just go with an academy 11 of, of yeah. lads that I've kind of been fortunate enough to have been in and around and, and whatnot, but I didn't. But what I have gone with, with definitely one here, and I was fortunate enough to play. Play a little bit of a part, hopefully, in his in his journey, and I've worked with him for a few years, and that's Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, I think again, you look at you look at characteristics and and whatnot, and I think with Deck, he's he hasn't had an easy ride. Some some people have a, have, a, have a lovely smooth journey through their their sort of academy life, and and he's had to pick himself up a couple of times and. But you never really had any doubt about what he was going to achieve because he's so driven and so focused and so professional in what he does. And I think he's a class act. So mm. he he's he is playing of one of my two midfielders yeah. sitting behind that 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 sort of attacking lineup. Yeah, you're right. And he's just yeah. I mean, obviously, I we be doing some under twenty three games at the stadium, so I've watched quite a few of them. And you know, even when he was playing for twenty threes, he was playing centre back and. You, you you mentioned about you know there's a lack of leadership and stuff in the the you know the more professional you know so the younger kids who are, who are breaking through in the England squad and stuff but Deck was just stood out like a sore thumb you know what I mean just just he embodies lead it's incredible to have that sort of sense of leadership for someone I mean he's played over a hundred games for us you know what I mean in in a yeah. you know. There's a lot of people who they who people put in, you know, the upper echelons of legendary status who have played less games than Declan Rice already. You know, it's yeah. just like brilliant. I just think he's fantastic, and uh, as long, um, long, long may it continue. He's still in West. So well, he, he actually went on tour. One of his first things he did, he went away with um, the first team. Slav was the manager, and he went yeah. to I think it was America, and he played some games out in America. And um, I, I think it was 
I think it was James Collins. I think James Collins was still there at the time. Mm. I might be wrong, but it was one of the centre-halves anyway. And he was in the game and he starts bossing them around. I think he was 17 at the time. I might have been 18, but he, yeah. he starts bossing him around like you should be standing here and you should be standing here. And and the next day he was on the, he was on a bike recovery and Slav was in there and he's like, um, yeah, he's it's, it's, it's interesting and he's like, oh yeah, what's up, Gaffer? And he said like, um, yeah, you, you you've certainly put your foot foot in there, haven't you? With with, with the lads, organise them and stuff. And I think that's just Dex's character. He's, he's yeah. he wants he's a winner, an yeah. out and out winner. Um, and I think that. West Ham have, uh, have fallen, really fallen on their feet with having someone like that because you're looking at Nobes and the fact that he's potentially coming to the sort of the, the twilight end of his career and you're looking for a captain. I mean, yeah. wow. Um, they're, they're, he's there. He's ready-made. He's, he's totally ready-made. right. And, and, and no one's and no one's better than either that the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, it, it, it's like, it's, it's not like, oh, Nobles going, who's going to be captain? It's like, Oh yeah, well, Deck will be captain. Yeah, no, the fact that he's twenty-one and you know, and it's but no one gives a shit about that because he's he just has that no. level of maturity. He's got a hold on his shoulders when he's when he's you know as you said you know he did it with Ginger and he was seventeen. He, you know now when he's when he's skipper and he's got you know Fabianski at thirty-six and da 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 and you know they don't. I think that's, that's, that's the point though. Yeah, but the, the point is the fact that none of the players were batting eyelid either, no, and that just no. shows that just shows you the, the level of respect that he's got in the dressing room. Because mm. um, the bottom line is, you you when you're in a change room, you want to be around winners, mm. and you want to be around people that are willing to put their put themselves on the line for you. And Deck is definitely that person. And the 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 fact that they haven't sold him um, is massive. And I think that that's a that's a I know the board get a lot of criticism, but listen, he's he's stayed, and yeah. I mean, you look at look, look at the players that we've got and that have stayed, and and the, and the two or three we have bought in. I think that the bottom line is that actually, for all the criticism they have had, that that that's that's a definitely. I'm not saying it, it, it's all. I'm, not, I'm talking from a West Ham's perspective, the, the fans' yeah. perspective. I'm not saying that all's forgiven and and, and let's move yeah, on, yeah. but but yeah, keeping Deck at the club. Is 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 number, some, definitely some kudos. Priority. Yeah, yeah it's number one priority, wasn't it, to keep him at the club? And, yeah, definitely. Um, Give him what he wants. I mean, yeah. the bottom line is, he's because he, he, you could sell him next transfer window and make twenty times that anyway. So just give him what he yeah. wants. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just get him on the contract anyway, because that even yeah, you know, even even if they do sell him, his his contract will be worth more because he's under contract. Ah, hundred percent. It's about sort of playing the game a little bit as well. But anyway, we'll, we'll put Mister Rice in. Who's Mister Rice going to partner? In that sort of it's got to be nobs, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be nobs. I, 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 I love. I love Martin Allen. I like Peter Butler. People like that that have been in there. George Paris. Mm. All, all you go back through and you you think of all the centre midfielders that we've had and and some great like the, the late the late Mark Vivian Foe. I thought when when he first burst on the scene, I was like, wow. This is the yeah. closest I've seen to Vieira. This is this this. Well, this he was lag. like the first one, wasn't he? He was like the first. Yeah, like, he's, you know, he's a real monster. Yeah. Um, but I think you, you can't. Same with not having pots in your team. You can't not have nobs in it. Yeah. I mean, he's he he that old. What's that old adage that if you cut him, it, it West Ham would be all the way through him like yeah. a stick of rock. I, I think yeah. he is. And even even the, the comments he made about Grady. You, it's not because he's trying to be um, controversial. It's not no. because he's trying to be popular. It's because 
that's how much he loved the club and he yeah. wanted to see good players at the club. And yeah, so they're they're my two older midfielders. Nice, nice. Right, let's go. Let's go into the let's go to the flair side. Then let's go to the, that three you're going to be playing. Who's your first one of that three? So Yossi Benayoun. Oh, good old Yossi. So I I I was at the uh, at Cardiff when we played Liverpool in the FA Cup, yeah. and for me, he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. He yeah. absolutely run the show, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it because he did, he just didn't do that against Liverpool. He'd done that in so many games, and there was lots of. Do you remember the old Berkovitches and the players like that? And it's like, yeah, they're great at home, but not away. You don't really want them. Mm-hmm. But Yossi was just was a was a tremendous football player, and that that day out, despite the defeat, was one of the best days I've had as a West Ham oh, fan. Yeah. Probably yeah. only second to the the playoff win, final win against um, Blackpool at Wembley. But yeah. that for me, and he he just he was an absolute Rolls Royce that day, and and yeah. So he's he's in my my attacking three midfielders. Yeah, it's very good. No, yeah, I mean Yoshi's just like yeah, he's and and he's the only he was the first player to score hat tricks in the Champions League, the Premier League, I think the FA Cup and League Cup. There we go. A little bit of trivia if it comes up a quiz night. There we go. Um, I'm definitely writing that one down. Yeah, yeah, not the not the not yeah, but I think there's been four since, but he was the first one. Yeah, he was awesome. And we had people like Matty Effington and stuff like that on, and Yoshi's come up. And something which I didn't think about, he loved to tackle in training. Yeah. He, it, he liked to put it about a bit. You and, know, and he, he liked like, to take one on the, on the chin from Hartson. He liked yeah. a little, little that was, kick, that kick was in Berk- the face. That was Berkovich. Oh, so, yeah, it's Berkovich, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Berkovich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know, um, with bees, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. He liked to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah, he was a, Yoshi was a class. You're right. He doesn't get enough credit for what he did at West Ham and, and Liverpool and stuff as well you know he was, he was yeah no was yeah exactly well. so right, I'll put Yoshi in who's the who's the next one of those three then um Paolo Di Canio he's De gone in there he's he's gone in there as a, as a sort of a 10 false nine um yeah. uh, basically what I'm going to say to Paolo is you can do what you want mate so you can go where you want, do what you want. You can yeah. you can just wait for eighty nine minutes and just score a volley from thirty yards. It's that fine, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, but no, absolutely. I remember when he first came to the club, and his first probably five or six games, he 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 looked like he gave the ball away quite a few times, and that. And mm. I think when you start to look at it, you think, no, 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 we're just nowhere near on the same wavelength as him. He was playing passes yeah. that nobody else could read, and because no one else saw him, and just an absolute class act. I'm actually glad he didn't become our manager. Um, yeah. And the reason is, is because he's a legend at our club. And I think if he'd have gone in as manager, I think he could have tarnished himself because yeah. he's an absolute lunatic. But, um, but yeah, no, what, what a player. And some of the goals he scored for our club. And I think that anyone who can um, make Nigel Winterburn do what he did, even though he wasn't playing for West Ham at the time, he deserves a medal because that was yeah. one of the funniest moments I've ever seen. Well, I mean, he, just, he was just box office, wasn't he? I mean, some players are just... hundred oh, percent. Some players are just like technically brilliant, but he had the entertainment. And, and yeah, when all said and done, you know, football is about, you know, it is a sport, but people want to be entertained, don't they? They want to be entertained by, you know, in, in the old in the old days, God, it was only like 97, but, yeah. you know, it was about, it was it was more the soap opera as well. You know, what, what was Paolo going to do that day? You know, was he yeah. going to have a tantrum? Was he going to have a worldie? Was he going to want to be subbed? And obviously that Bradford City game, which just epitomised Paolo's whole, 
you know all his character in like 90 minutes and uh no he seems brilliant absolutely box office um love the man um so i put the in the sort of the force and you're right just let him do what he does you know you just do it yeah do, do what you want mate just go what you want in fact yeah probably most of my front four can just do what you want we've got enough <laughs> behind them to, to, to deal with it so you just yeah. jump right interchangeable it's gonna be yeah exactly who's gonna be on the other other side then so we've got uh, so um again someone that I've, I've i've been fortunate enough to to keep in contact with and uh, someone i think is an absolute gent of the game and for me it was he epitomizes back in the day when you used to play football in the playground and you used to have that one player that even though it's a tennis ball and it's 30 aside and it's class 3b for 3b versus 3c and yeah it was on the size of a tennis court he'd still dribble around everyone and score um and that's joe cole yeah so um but and, and even now you speak to him now he still is like a big kid when it comes to football because he yeah. just loves it and to to have a career like he's had and I, and I don't think people realize how hard it is because a lot of these players, especially now, they start at seven, seven mm-hmm. years old and to train three or four times a week. I mean, we worked it out when I was actually working at West Ham. Our, our 15s and 16s trained more than our first team. And to be in, as well as basically having another job, which was school, yeah. um, to be in that much every day and to train for that period of time. And I mean, if you think they're in at seven, if they're lucky, they're lucky that's 13 years before they play regular first team football and then you're expecting to have a 15 year career so you're thinking of 28 years of doing the same thing pretty much every day for that period of time albeit football and everyone will say oh well, you love doing it but no matter what you're in if you're doing the same thing every day there comes a stage where it's it can drain you a little bit of course yeah not not joe joe as long as there's balls involved and he gets to play and he gets to put the ball in there and stick it through someone's legs or or, or, or stick a tackle in because he loved the tackle as well. Um, I think, do you remember when I think there was a stage when actually Razor Ruddock was teaching him how to tackle because he could put, tackle. Yeah, um, very, yeah I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like Joe, yeah, absolute, yeah. absolute quality player. And, and I think that um, when you, it's ironic because I actually interviewed him for something else that I did and his favourite manager is Mourinho. So a lot of a lot of people think that Mourinho ruined him and changed yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. You actually speak to him. He 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 enjoyed playing under him the most um, because he said every time there was a big game, he picked me. He's played in all the top cup finals. He's played in all the yeah. big games. And but yeah, now nailed on in my team. Yeah, definitely. No, good old Joe. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, because everyone. I mean, that's that's my. I always say that. Oh, Mourinho ruined him. He put him on the left and. Uh, but, Fair play. You're right. If it's you know, he really knows what he's doing, doesn't he? In terms of, he's won everywhere he's been, and he's won the trade. Apart from yeah, he's got he's got a few medals in the closet. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get on for three point lane, I don't care. You know what I mean? It's like it's, yeah, it's, 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 as long as that's, that's the blotch on his managerial career, I'd be more than happy with. Yeah, that. we don't. We, we uh, for that one day, we hope that you go home very sad, Jose. So apologies for yes, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the 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 the, the central? Who's gonna be the striker to get these goals, man? So this was this was probably one of that. This was probably the hardest position because. The player I've picked actually probably didn't actually play that many games for us, but I, I just I loved him and that one season. And as soon as I mentioned the teams, you're gonna obviously know what I'm talking about that that one season and 
to score the, the the winner at Man United and then basically send Warnock and his little merry men down was despite the fine because yeah. that's pocket change at the end of the day when it all comes down to it. Yeah. But Carlos Tevez, I just yeah. I did have Dean Ashton because I love Dino and like. You talk about England duty and getting injured and whatnot, but yeah. um, for me, no, Tevez, Tevez is in yeah. that team. And I don't think that's a bad front four, to be fair. No, no, you'd be first to match the day, Danny, that's for sure. Whether, whether oh, he's 100%, won five, mate. We, we, might, five, we might have won 5-4. Four. Four. Yeah, exactly. Or lost 4-4, <laughs> or lost 5-4, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Carlos, you're yeah, right. And I mean, Carlos was just like, he's just, yeah. You know, it doesn't come often that you have someone that good play for your club, and it was. Uh, it's funny because we've interviewed like obviously people around, like even like people like like John Pansil. We've eaten, interviewed and we've asked yeah, him yeah. about. We asked him about what was it like when he, you know you he turn up in the squad. Unfortunately for him, Johnny P. Yeah, uh, sorry, mate. I, yeah, it was. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it, it, despite the, probably the five minutes of games that you did do well, you didn't make the squad, mate. <laughs> Well, he was a good squad, you know. He he was he was lovely. I mean, to be honest, you know, and that's what I like. You know, everyone you interview, every player, they talk about how special yeah at West Ham is. And someone like John, you know, just a, he was his face just lit up. Bless him. He spoke for about half an hour. He didn't didn't take a breath. Just saying how much he loved West Ham and how the fans loved him. And okay, uh, they used to sing my name. Don't remember that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of yeah, course. That's fine. As long as he's gone away with those memories, then that's good. I don't good. care. That's good. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. As long as it, it doesn't matter if they're true or false, they're in his head, and that's, that's it. Fair play to him. Danny, man, God, an hour and 10 minutes. When did that, that happen? Hour and 11 oh, minutes. No. Bloody hell. But time flies. Over. Listen, man, it's been lovely to chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate no, it. Fair, listen, Russell, thanks very much, mate. I really enjoyed it. It's nice to reminisce about a few things. And as Isn't you said, it? we, could, we yeah. could have probably been on for about four or five hours because there's, yeah. there's, there's so much you can talk about when it comes to West Ham because they never fail to let you down when it comes to, no, to something to talk about. No, it's very, very true. And as you said, you know, it's like, you know, you know particularly in your, your career at the moment, it's, it's nice to have something, you know, rather than thinking about the next game and the next game, just a bit of time to just think back. Think about happy time. Yeah, well, I'm now I'm now looking at my formation and thinking <laughs> to my lads, why can't you do what they do? Like, You're gonna go into, seriously, like, I've, got, I've got this plan, <laughs> this idea. Yeah. yeah, I've got this, this plan. I want, I want, I want you to deliver what Cole, Ben Ayun, Decanio, yeah. and Tevez did for West Ham. If you can deliver that, I'll be happy. It's it, it, simple much, as that. It's not that hard. too much to ask for. Yeah, is that no. <laughs> so what if I'm only paying you 0.5% of what they got paid? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, um, all, yeah, it's brilliant. All, yeah, it's all, it's all improportional. Um, but anyway, man, it's been lovely. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really uh, appreciate well, Listen, it. thanks for having me on, Russ. And listen, Absolute keep pleasure. it up, mate, because it's the show's brilliant. And um, yeah, uh, we're lucky to have you, mate. So yeah, Cheers, keep man, it up. So much. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching. whether you'll be watching on youtube or spotify whatever give it a like give it a share till next time for me and danny take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come in your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care take care Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.